Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Good evening and welcome to the XS Manchester Football Social. I can't believe it's Friday once again. And I can't believe even more that they've got me back for the third week running. So uh, welcome, welcome to the weekend. Uh, I've got another United fan uh, as opposed to the ones I've had. I've had Webby, I can't remember who I had. Joe the first week. Alex Boardman. Evening, Alex. How are you, man? I'm not seeing phrases. I'm good, Danny. No, the last. Listen, I'm going to be neutral tonight. I'm going to be neutral. It's going to be impossible. Already, I'm sat opposite you, and I'm thinking this will be a good. He's getting angry. He's got. He's got (laughs) anger in his eyes already. He's got anger in his eyes. But of course, as always, we are joined by City legend, Mr. Geo Gary Owen. Have you noticed? Have you noticed? I'm the only gentleman in this uh, in this establishment. Establishment. What's called a studio, where I've given up my seat that I've had for two years. To somebody who I think deserves it, we'll, we'll come on to that in one second because you're going to introduce our, our next guest. I am. He's such a charmer, isn't he? Look at him, mate. <laughs> what two, a gentleman. Two years in that chair. The only, the, <laughs> the only thing you want to be thankful for, our mystery guest who I'll, I'll introduce in a moment, is you're not on the other side of Mickey Thomas because that would be a nightmare. Um, mm. We are joined in the studio by uh, Peen Mullerstein, Rennie Mullerstein's daughter. Uh, Peen, good afternoon. How are you? Are you all right? Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thanks for coming on board. And I believe this is something you, you, you're obviously a, a United fan and something that you, you're very much wanting to get into. So... Uh, don't set your bar at our levels. Hopefully you'll go way beyond this. <laughs> well, it's a bit strange sitting on this side of the desk, really. I'm usually the one asking the question, so we'll see how it goes. Well, this is a role reversal because I'm yeah. usually on that side of the desk <laughs> answering them pretty badly. So, uh, but yeah, just... And I'm uh, in the seat to have to look at both of you, so... No, you lucky guy, Gary, yeah, no. you lucky guy. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're gonna obviously going to be talking about City and United in the Champions League uh, this week. Um, very much a role reversal in that regard as well. Uh, City very very much underperforming uh, against Leon and United three 0 winners away at Young Boys. That's something we're going to discuss. Do not get involved though. Uh, we are not live. Do not ring. Do not. You can text us. You can, there'll be things that will be coming up. I'm sure you Somebody might want to text. That most Friday. 
Aggies, actually. <laughs> but we will uh, we'll be picking them up later. So uh, yeah, we're pre-recording. I think Gary's got a hair appointment later, so that, that's that. Um, so firstly, I think we're going to talk about United, uh, Alex. Um, okay, that good. Yeah, good, good. Let's good. start with some positivity because it hasn't always been positive over the last couple of seasons at Old Trafford. Uh, Mourinho's obviously coming for a, a bit of stick, but. Three wins on the bounce. Yes. Um, you know, I'm listening and I'm, I'm, I'm seeing bits. Style of football is not too bad. It's it's maybe getting there. A good 3-0 win away in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. It's, it's looking pretty rosy. Everything. Well, let's go back about just, it was only three weeks. There was a huge overreaction after the Tottenham game because United played well in that game. Yeah. Um, and did not deserve to get beaten. And I think a lot of the criticism that Mourinho's faced, especially in the press, um, he just seems to have galvanised the team um, in the way that it always seemed to happen with Ferguson, where he'd just say, right, look, it's us against the world. And what's brilliant to see is it feels like, for the first time pretty much since Ferguson's left, that we have an actual team with a team spirit that want to win, that are running for each other, that are chasing everything down. And the football's improving vastly with that as well. There's a lot of decent one-touch passing and uh, great debut from Dower and players like Luke Shaw coming to the fore and you thought he might never have a future at United. Um, it just seems like everything's going right and, you know, long may it continue. Yeah, I mean, um, you know, Jose Mourinho Pin has, has kind of come in for a little bit of criticism. I mean, particularly from rival supporters like myself, you're looking at some of the antics that he comes up with in press conferences and things like that. Very questionable. But, you know, his management of Luke Shaw was very questionable. But, you know, is he actually starting to... He's almost got that siege mentality at the moment with United and, and, and the way that they're performing. They actually look like they're performing for him. You know, he's coming for this criticism, but Luke Shaw is playing out of his skin, in my opinion, from, you know, from, he's actually back to being that Southampton player that United signed. Um, you know, what, what, what's your thoughts on Mourinho? What's your thoughts on, on, on United at the moment? Well... I think the thing is with Mourinho and a lot of, like you said, people that aren't United fans like to have a go at United because they were such a great team and still are such a great team. And I think it's easy for people, you know, when United kind of go through a bit of a bad patch or a bad spell to be like, oh, it's this person's fault, it's this person's fault. I think the fact that Mourinho kind of did that bit of an overreaction on the press conference and everyone was like, what's going on with United? Why are they doing this? What is going on? And then after this, he's now done three spells of really good games. I think they're on a bit of a roll. Um, I don't know whether Mourinho kind of likes to prove people wrong and kind of put this you know, front on that I am a really great manager and I deserve the respect. And I think he does. And I think with winning, he will get the respect. And now that they're on this role, I think fans will start to see that maybe the way he likes to play and that his philosophy could work with the players that he's been bringing in. Yeah, and, and, and the performance, Alex, uh, in the week against Young Boys, from what I, I didn't watch the 90 minutes, I've seen the highlights, but from what I, I saw, didn't look like a sparkling performance, particularly, you know, particularly first half, I think they, they looked a bit off-tempo, but second half obviously got the goal, felt, looked like yeah, they, they took control of I the game. I kind of agree with you there. The first 20 minutes, were they were playing on that very odd pitch and there were yeah, a couple of times yeah. when... Um, I noticed it happened with Lindelof and Shaw. There was a ball that they didn't quite go for cause, and they just looked a bit nervous as to where it was going to land. There was another one that went through to De Gea. But then as soon as he got the measure of that pitch, and they'd, it felt like an old-style United performance in the way that they were super professional, really tight, and then they just slightly moved up another gear 
Um, and to be fair, they never really needed to get out of, let's say, third gear or something. It was, mm. it was good. I was going to ask, actually, Gary, as a former pro, this, I've heard a lot about this in the last few weeks, this siege mentality, and it was something we used to hear about with Ferguson all the time. You're someone who's been in dressing rooms for, you know, for years. It, does that exist? Is that a real thing, or is it kind of a bit of a media made-up thing? Uh, siege mentality, it, it's just been brought out by people in the media. I mean, it's basically, it's just the players take a good look at themselves and get together normally and say, we need to put this right. But isn't that what it is? You know, you're kind well, of coming together as yeah, a but unit, but you, you against yeah, the world type yeah, of thing. Yeah, but that siege mentality only works if you get the results. That siege mentality, if that's what you want to call it, soon disappears if the next time when you go out and you've had that put together, everything doesn't work and then people start start questioning your te- you start questioning your teammates you start questioning yourself and those those little things that that makes you makes football easy makes football hard mm. because you do things automatically you watch if if a team's winning 2-0 and they're playing great football and they concede one it doesn't just change the scoreline it changes the mentality then because the team that was leading 2-0 and had that that comfort of, of an advantage of two goals is that pass they would knock it first time they have a second thought about it and then that that space is closed whereas when they're winning 2-0 you're passing it because it comes automatically but then it just puts doubt in your mind oh hang on they've got one back we don't want to get back into it and then on the other hand the team that's got it back gives them the confidence so it, it goals don't just change scorelines they change attitudes and I've seen it so many times yeah. that's why people say especially managers and players, 2-0 is a very difficult scoreline. You'd yeah. rather have it than, than be two goals behind, that's a certainty. But if you get the third one, then it can be any score. Mm. If you lose one, it brings it back. And then all of a sudden, doubts start creeping in. Then you start thinking about defending. That's why you probably see teams drop back and drop back. Leon against us, they were 2-0 they were up, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a minute. They were 2-0 up. As soon as we got that goal back, you saw them physically mm. drop back to defend that. Whereas they weren't doing it when they were 1-0 up and they were 2-0 up. They were, they were coming forward and trying to take the game to City. But as soon as they lost one, mentally, they got on the back foot. And that happens with teams. That's yeah. a, and that's why you probably see with some teams, when you're going at 3-0 up, it probably ends up 3-0. Because you switch off because you think the game's won at 3-0. Mm. And how many times, have, you know, I think it's only under United, I think, when Fergie was there, where, where there was 3-0, 4-0, and then went on to beat teams 6-7. and seven. But I think in general, teams, and I think Guardiola's trying to get... Job's in, done, isn't it? Into Job's City. done, generally. Yeah. When you get to two and three and four, then you've got to keep going. When you've got them, you've got to keep going. And, yeah. and siege mentality is great if, it, if if the next game you play, you win, because then the siege mentality is yeah. there. But yeah. it's basically just getting a bit of pride in your performance game now then doing it. Yeah, and, um, you know, the United formation, uh, Alex, mm. uh, was... A little bit changed. I mean, there were no Sanchez in the in the lineup. You know, your front three of Lukaku, Rashford, and Martial. Yeah, um, is that the front three going forward? Because I know, obviously, you plenty of times. Gary's Gazzy, just Gazzy, just dying in the corner. <laughs> that was um, that tea you made. I just, yeah, that's I basically, he's got a siege mentality in here now. Yeah, I knew it was a red tea. <laughs> but but you look at that front three. I mean, Rash, obviously. United fans have been petitioning really to, to see more of Rashford in the it, well mm. Gareth Southgate's been everyone's been petitioning to see a bit more of Rashford he got a start Martial is obviously another player that's come under a bit of criticism from yeah. Jose he started as a three is that the most exciting front three for you? It's the most exciting front three when they all play well 
Um, and that to so summarise their performances midweek then. Well, you know, how, how did, if you summarise the performances for the last season, which is a bit more fair for the last sort of let's say 30, 40 games, Rashford's erratic. When he's great, he was great against Liverpool at home, but he's he's a bit inconsistent at the minute. Some of that might be because he doesn't have a regular position. Is he on the right? Is he on the left? Some of it might also be that he's not getting a big run of games together. But if he was playing fantastically well and was undroppable, he wouldn't be dropped. Martial. Um, had a, an amazing game against. That was another great thing to see, another huge positive because he was running for the side and he, he every time he got the ball, he looked like he could make something happen. He was unlucky not to get another goal or maybe another assist. But he has got a really strange attitude, it seems, sometimes. He just sometimes does not look bothered. Yeah, And he's and a that, real fan's favourite. Everybody loves it. Everybody wants him to do well. Yeah, But he's like one of those flair players that you don't really have as as many of in the modern game, it seems. Because everybody yeah. now you've got to be like an amazing athlete and you've got to track back and you've got to do everything. And maybe when I was watching football in the 80s, you'd be like, oh, look at that little tricky skinny winger. He gets the ball and he tries to beat a few people. It doesn't yeah. come off. He gets it again and does it. Um, he's a bit of that ilk, but he's also a little bit of a sulker sometimes if it yeah. doesn't come off. And he didn't show any of that against Burnley. He was just great. So it was fant- It was great to watch. Yeah, and uh, and, and Peen, you know, uh, Jose Mourinho particularly, work ethic is a big thing. You know, he, he wants his forwards to get back and support the defence when you know when they need to. And that was something, again, I guess with your, your dad back in the day, that was something I know I've listened to him on the radio in the past talking about work ethic and how, you know, the, you know Alex Ferguson used to kind of drum into his guys, you know, you've, you've got to put a shift in. Do you see that enough from United from the play? I mean, is that has that been a, a problem from over the last couple of seasons? Because they've undoubtedly got the talent, they've undoubtedly got the players, but it just hasn't really happened for it for United, particularly since since Alex Ferguson left. Yeah, I think like you said, they have the players and the players have the skill. Um I don't think necessarily it's not that they're putting the shift in. I think it might be the game is a bit flat for them at the moment. Um, I know a lot when I speak to fans for the past few years, they're just thinking it's not the same United in terms of the push that they have when they're, say, behind a bit. You kind of want them to, you know, work a little bit harder. Um, But saying that, I heard, I was reading the other day on the news that um, Lukaku was giving Rashford extra lessons um, as a forward, just like little skills, workshops after the training and things like that with Rashford, I think completely epitomises what United is about. Um, he kind of does the same thing as what Ronaldo used to do. He used to stay after training and, mm. you know, work on his um, penalties or work on his free kicks and things like that just to constantly drill that into. And I think that's why Rashford, in a way, to me, is like a great United player because I feel that he has that passion for the club. I totally agree, yeah. He's also very young as well. He's yeah. still really, really young. And you wouldn't be expecting him to hit his peak for another two or three years. Mm. And he, I just think it will come because his attitude from, I don't know him personally, but his attitude seems to be fantastic. Definitely. And, um, Right, I'm gonna. I've got a little gripe. I've Go got on, a little then. gripe because it wouldn't be. Is he it the... wouldn't be right. I'm trying to. I'm trying my best to be neutral, but I wouldn't <laughs> be right for not have a go at United about something. Now, Gio, did you watch any of the game United game the other night? Did no. You, have you seen the highlights? Seen the goals? No. Anything like right? Okay, maybe you're not a great example to <laughs> have. Maybe, 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 on phone maybe I'm going to focus on 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 Peen and Alex for this right. one. Um, <laughs> right, it drove me crazy, and there's another thing after this first point. Pogba's run up for that penalty. Oh my oh. God! What is that all about? <laughs> I mean, what? I mean, 
thankfully he scored for me for his sake. Yeah. But can you imagine what a mug this guy's going to look the day that he does that stupid run up and then it puts it over than the bar? The first one he did at Old uh, it was worse. It was five hundred steps yeah, before they, he actually yeah. got yeah. to connect him with the ball. Forty-five. Oh, it was a joke, Alex. What is that all about? He scored three out of four from the spot. Fine, keep taking. He's taking with his backside for all I care as long as it goes in. Oh, but you've got to have an opinion on that. I do have an opinion. It's absurd, isn't it? It's, it is. It's, it goes to a goal. I can remember when they used to do that. They'd run and then they'd stop and then they'd run and then they'd mm. stop again. And then there was another penalty where they wouldn't really look at the ball. They'd just look at the goalie and try and get the goalie to dive and go the other way. It's just a new yeah. fangle thing. I think if he misses another one, he'll stop doing it. He loves it though, doesn't he, Pogba? He loves he it. But that's possibly why he does it, being for the attention, isn't yeah. it? Maybe well, that's an element of it. Maybe it's his routine, his style of taking them, but he knows people will be watching yeah. it and talking about it. He does. But if you're a goalie, you've probably he's the only one doing that. So if you're a goalie, you don't really know when he's... Because at any mm. point yeah. in that faffing about bit, he could just go one, two, bang, and it's in, and the keeper's not quite set. And it might also be a thing, because a lot of goalies, Gary might know more about this than me, but it seems like a lot of goalies now are controlling penalties by um, sort of coming off the line and taking two steps and making himself massive and they're like well, you almost... Allowed, you shouldn't be allowed to do that though. No, I know you shouldn't, but they move. all get away with it, don't they? The ball struck. Yeah. So. And they're always like two, three yards off the line to narrow the angle as well, but I, I'm wondering if it's maybe to prevent that happening as well. Might have to make the keeper route to the spot. He'll, he'll... You're not making a case for me. This guy needs to change it. However, however, <laughs> the ball's in the back of the net. That's, that's all. That that's counts. the only case my, that's needed. My other little gripe. My other little gripe. <laughs> something that um, so so not necessarily from the Champions League game, which is something that I've been watching. I was thinking, oh my god, right. What is with Chris Smalling's hair? I mean, <laughs> I have to touch on that. Jose Mourinho spoke about this. Yeah. As these three guys in the studio here, neither of us are really blessed with the greatest hairstyles. No offence, but Peen, talk about Chris Smalling's hair. Gaz, Gaz. blessed with hairstyles. <laughs> I think we better just... No mirrors in your house. <laughs> <laughs> I, me included, Gary, me included. I, but, <laughs> yeah. I was meaning you. Chris Smalling's hair, come on. What's all that about? Oh, well... I mean, each for their own, isn't it? I mean, well, to be honest, I think it's quite cool. Maybe that's just... You're younger and... Yeah, exactly. He'll yeah. never well, put his finger in that socket again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think asking, like, I'm 45, I've no opinion on it. I Do wonder you... if it's his missus, though, that's probably Could gone, be. look, darling, this is really yeah. the in thing now. Yeah, we need to take the I attention off your he... face, Chris, so <laughs> let's concentrate on the hair. Do you know what's beautiful about this? Your two biggest gripes, your two things you can bring up about United are a yeah. penalty-taking yeah. style and a Well, he's been a good week. For you, Alex. It's been a good few weeks, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be very, what's the word, magnanimous, and and give you the credit that you deserve. They do deserve your, your it. For, your form is starting to creep back. Yeah, you beat a team of kettlebell ringers, but other than that, other than that, you have to beat what's in front of you. Fair play. Uh, we are going to be talking about uh, Gary uh, with Gary about the blue half of Manchester, a below par performance in the Champions League, uh, and not the greatest attendance. So uh, join us after the break. Good evening and welcome back to the Excess Manchester Football Social. I'm joined in the studio by Alex Boardman, by Gary Owen and by Peen Mullerstein. So uh, we were talking about United in that first section. So we are going to now talk about the other half of Manchester, the blue half of Manchester. Normally, this is a joyous joyous occasion, Gary. Um, looking at the, the, the performance and, and particularly the result on, on Wednesday night, it was a, a very below par performance and an unusual performance, I think, for City and one that we're not kind of used to seeing over the last few seasons. 
Yeah, I looked at the lineup. Nothing wrong with the the, the personnel was out there, but square pegs round holes. We've said that about United in the past, playing players who who are not wide players in wide positions. Raheem Sterling, he's not left winger and will never be left winger. He played on the left. Right from the start, there was no tempo. <clears throat> there was no, not many, well, I can't think of any time in Pep Guardiola's uh, reign he's been here where so many players had off nights. Delph had a nightmare first half, but credit to him. Even though he made the mistake for the first goal, he got caught in two minds. Fernandinho, guys. I mean, way we on, know how excited we'd listen. way up to him. Yeah, all right, sorry. John Stone. I'll show up. Yeah, John <laughs> I could have swore you, are, you asked me to answer the question. <laughs> but if you want to ask it, answer it yourself. Then you. Just get on with it. This my, is yeah, great. You want me to give my opinion? <laughs> Keep fighting. You're supposed to be on my team here, guys, by the way. Yeah, but you're too red for me in that first part. Neutral. Neutral. Stones and Laporta was excellent, in my opinion. Edison had nothing to do. He had no chance with either of the goals. As I said, Delph had a nightmare. Kyle Walker was caught in no man's land. He was neither going forward or getting back. So he was plenty of running about but not, not doing anything. Fernandinho, for once, was getting caught in possession. The whole tempo of the team was on. David Silva was getting the ball but had nobody to pass to. It was like going back to the Pellegrini era where David Silva get the ball, look, and he couldn't pass forward because there was nobody going forward. Raheem Sterling was behind him. When Sarni came on, then you could play it into his feet. It was wrong from start to finish. There was a, it was a bad feeling from when they first came out from the first minute until, until they brought on Sani and Aguero. It changed a bit. And as I said earlier, that goal that we got back to 2-1, it wasn't so much the City got, got that much better. Leon then mentally sat back and allowed yeah. us to come at them. And I thought with 30, 20-odd minutes to go, we'll get an equaliser. And, and we didn't deserve to win it. But we could have easily have drawn that game, quite easily have drawn it, because the keeper held on to some good shots as well, but nothing really to trouble him. It's one that you have to put in the back. Listen, if it's another two and a half years before we have another game like that, then I'll I'll settle for it. But yeah. And as for the crowd, you're talking about the crowd, I just don't think City fans are actually, since that trouble we had with the fines we got for them. See, he's nicking my points now. Have you noticed this, John? Because <laughs> I got one over on him. He's, well, he's, no, he's, no, he's no, jumping I, ahead to my next question. Since that, uh, about we felt we were... Uh, ill-treated uh, with that fine that was given. I think a lot of fans boycott it. Why? I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, they boycott it and I think City fans need now to just say, right, we, we'll just forget about that now and get on with it. Yeah. They're there to support the team. It's not against your wave. It's not against FIFA. It's not against anybody else. You need to go, go and support the yeah. team. I do, th- I do think um, City fans are voting with their feet a little bit with this. I definitely do. The reason why I'm actually confident with that is I was speaking to somebody in the ticket office and he was telling me, for, in his opinion, we're playing Oxford next week at home, uh, sorry, away in the uh, League Cup. He said if we were playing Oxford at home, it'd sell more tickets than City in the Champions League. What, now, no, 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 just so let me... I don't, I don't understand. Could you make the point clearer? You're saying this is... Gary said, are you agreeing that this is a boycott against UEFA yeah. by City fans? I, th- I think City fans have got a massive gripe with UEFA for, for numerous reasons. So numerous did, reasons. hang on, did they have a gripe against the Charity Shield then about th- six weeks ago when they didn't sell all the tickets for that? Do you think it, it, well? I mean, I know I know United fans are. It is got me stoked up now. I know United I think, fans class that as a cup win. I know you do because you do it every season when you it's win it. You class it as one of your big cup wins. City fans don't. We see it as what it is. It's a meaningless friendly. It's something that just gets the season a, t- a taste for the season and what's to come. That's it. I mean, you're going to tell me 
<laughs> the, no, do you know what I'm going to tell you? It's been a traditional curtain raiser since I was a kid to the but season. that's all it is. It's a day out at Wembley and it's a chance to go and start the season right and support your team. And they didn't, they didn't sell the tickets for that. Whether it's a case of tickets are too expensive, there's just too many fans are travelling too far away. I actually don't think we can we can use that excuse, particularly in the Champions League. I think the pricing from City for the Champions League game, Gaz, was really realistic. I mean, you were talking kind of 20, 25 quid for a ticket. 35 quid is most expensive. Yeah. Wow. So, so, That's so, really good. That's fantastic. Yeah. And, and so I think City are doing everything they can to encourage and entice City fans to the Etihad for Champions League nights. I just don't think City fans are buying into it, Rean. I, I really, really don't. I, I really feel that City fans have got issues with UEFA. And I think that's. And I just think, we is it one of them it. where we, we need to win it? it? Do we need to win it? Do, do City fans. Re- is this a problem? Do we feel like we're in a cup here? We're never going to win? You know, and is that maybe a problem that the. Um, you know that they've got yeah (laughs) thanks for that Gary yeah thanks for that right on cue right on cue Blue Moon started playing in the background so it it wasn't bad timing but what would you think Pien from obviously somebody you know who's a United fan um, you know looking at what's going on at the Etihad the football's amazing the pricing's amazing we're in the Champions League which is the, the tournament that everyone wants to be in but City fans just don't kind of get it and they don't turn up yeah and I think on paper everything sounds amazing it's the Champions League all you want as a fan and I always remember Champions League is one of my favourite competitions oh, yeah, because brilliant. you're not seeing the same types of games you're not just in England like watching British teams you're watching European football that I think is actually really exciting it's at night as well it's always on yeah. a Tuesday Wednesday night which is fantastic yeah. and the pub you can go to the pub after for an hour not if you're um, on Wednesday club <laughs> well, you can after that finishes at 7 and then you can um just Champions League nights are fantastic yeah. the away support United have had to give Valencia like an extra few thousand and they've given them all like the top end of the East Sand. I know, and, that's, and it'll yeah. be brilliant yeah. it'll be such a great night I don't know why City fans would stay away I don't know how you could stay away if it's 20 quid a ticket yeah exactly and I think like you said they need to sort of get over this you UEFA thing now it. and it's it's also for the team. If you're a City fan, you want to get behind your team and they need the fans as much as they need good play. And if they've, they've got the fans there to go behind them, then they can have a chance and they will have a chance because they'll know that, you know, their supporters want them to win it. Mm, and if yeah. they're not there, well, what are they playing for yeah. if their supporters aren't there? And I, then I've got to say, as a, a home and away going City fan, I don't get it. You know, I'm going to Hoffenheim next week, week after next to watch my, my club. I they love the Champions actually, League. Hoffenheim, yeah. I watched that game. Yeah, yeah they're, they're going to be decent. But again, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a team we're expecting to beat. Um, but, but what you said before, Gaz, I think he's really relevant to this point as well, is it just never from minute one felt right. Do you think that was because the stadium was no. empty? Do you no. think that was because the atmosphere isn't what, what you should have on, no. the, on, a, on a Champions Not League? Gundogan had a nightmare and I didn't get as far as him. He had a nightmare. Sterling was average at best. Uh, Jesus was average at best. Um, there was too many players. I'd, I'd, no lack of effort, but it just was not. It was one of those nights where nobody nobody looked comfortable playing. Playing as individuals, not as a team. And in normal circumstances, it's normally we play as a team and we did not play. It's the first time I've seen it, on, as I said, under Pep. Didn't look right from start to finish. We could have easily... Sneaked an equaliser, yeah. and, and maybe could have done. But did we deserve it? Whether we deserved it, or we didn't. To, to me, I wasn't even disappointed after the game because it just wasn't right from start to finish. I'm looking at this as a five, as a five group. Uh, five more games to yeah. go, isn't it? Yeah, still as, as a five match group. Yeah, 
Yeah, so. and we're still. I mean, we're, with the bookies, we're still four to yeah. seven to win the group. So the bookies we're are looking oh, yeah, at it should, and feeling that we're still we're still going to go through. But you know, you know, in a way though, Alex. So you were going to make a point then, but just quickly, in a way, could that defeat? help the team you know almost the kind of the complacency of this is Leon. you know maybe they're not a, a big name or as big a name in europe anymore we'll walk we'll roll over these we'll make changes plenty of changes as we did it just didn't work out so maybe this will be the kick up the backside that Could the team do. needs and they've got a group they can easily they can win every other match in that group easily and still top the group and i think they probably will what i was going to ask about either one of you really um because arteta was the manager wasn't he? Yeah. Guardiola was well, on. He was on the. Yeah. yeah. So does the is it just as simple as that's why there's not no. the. No, no. So that's well, Gaz, what I think. Does that make what kind of impact does that have if your manager isn't on the well, sideline? So you know exactly what is expected of you. They know because they do it day in day out exactly what they're doing. Arteta's in in amongst Guardiola. He'll probably take most of it alongside Guardiola. So the players know exactly what they're doing. The only thing is, is that don't have the face at half time, and maybe at half time he could say maybe something to change it. But he had no contact whatsoever. He was in a box and. UEFA was he not even allowed to be like on a phone like they used to do? From the right from the day he had, oh. so he couldn't even be in, in the changing room. Couldn't do anything. Couldn't be on the phone. Couldn't be anything. So he had to, he had to have no, no. Um, no just a total him. stadium ban. He didn't right. off the coach. I was announcing the players wow, in off I didn't the coach. Know that. No, no. He didn't. He didn't come off the coach. He was with in the a players. box. He was in a box. Yeah. And what was this in aid of? Why? Why was this? Was it the last? Well, what happened at the end of last season? Well, or something, what happened was we played Liverpool at home. Yeah. And obviously. Um, we had we had bad decisions go against us there. One word, uh, five game changing decisions well, over two was, two legs was offside. Okay, sometimes you get, sometimes you don't. But in this modern day, at that stage, is a yard offside. So it was offside. You could see without doing bad. That's beside the point. So then we have one where um, Sani gets in and they give him offside. There's no more offside than Salah was onside. So and then it's so okay. So you go there three 0 down and we bring them. We get an early goal one nil and right at the stroke of half time. Ball comes off. It's James Milner on the knee. You're the fifth assistant where he's looking straight at me. The referee's behind. He comes off his knee, goes to Sane. Sane knocks in. They said that Sane's offside. He can't be offside if he comes off in opposition. So at half-time, Guardiola went to pitch this referee who he's had history with in the past and said to him, not only was it a goal, but it was a penalty as well for, for another one. And, uh, and, and the referee sent him off. And then he said... He said, "If Guardiola would have, which I suppose is a point, if Guardiola had had have spoke to me in the tunnel and made his complaints, but to come onto the pitch and confront me, then I sent him to the stands, which meant then he got a one-match ban. But, but I see managers going to the pitch. But I think there's got. He must have said something more to him. Yeah, than he must it was have, a penalty, yeah. and uh, it, was, it was absolutely factually right. It was a penalty, and it, sh- it should have been a goal off his knee. But he um, he might have said something else that." Perhaps wasn't so we can uh, and as as we've seen in the past, Gaz, you know, UEFA, are, 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 you know, are dying to penalise us at every opportunity, I and I think, think that. Listen, I, don't listen, think I that completely do. Hang listen, on, I minute. completely do. I could substantiate it if we had a little bit longer. Danny, um, just I've got a really tiny violin in my coat here. Let me get it out for a second. You're talking rubbish, I'm, Alex. Rubbish. The reason why he's got the violin as, as somebody, is Alex, as somebody who goes home and away watching my club and seeing some of the decisions and some of the punishments we've had, you know. Yaya Torre gets racially abused. We, they, the the club get fined ten thousand pound. Then we're one minute late coming out for a Champions League game and get fined twenty thousand pound. Make sense of that, and that's just one little example. Make sense of it. it doesn't well, anyway. We're going to move on. Okay. We're going to move on. We're going to move on. Um, I want to talk about some 
amazingly positive news that have come out of the Etihad today. Sergio Aguero, City's all-time record goal scorer, signed a new extension to his contract. He's going to be with the club till tw- the end of 2021. Gaz, what a legend, what a player. What, what do you make of that news? Well, if he was if he was being sold now, he's then he's 30. Most clubs in the world will be looking will be looking to buy him. I mean, he's, he's a he's a goal scorer. They're the that you know they're the hardest to find. That's why they they command the most money normally because scoring goals is the hardest thing to do. So for him to extend it, which will take him up to ten years, there's not many players that stay at clubs for, for ten years the, in this modern era. But we would have had uh, David Silver getting up to ten. Well, he he'll be ten years by the time his contract finishes, and uh, and Aguero. It'll be ten years, and and probably been two of the finest foreign players. Well, for me, they're fighting it out for the the greatest ever City players. Both of them two are up there. Peen, I mean, as a United fan, um, I mean, I remember back in the day when United used to be good. I used to. I used to hate Ryan Giggs. What, what, I used to, I you used remember to, back to Wednesday? What, one game. I told you, you're beating the cattlebell makers on Wednesday. Don't get too good. It's a competition um, with Peen. Anyway, I'm talking, Peen. I'm talking to Peen. I'm talking to Peen. Um, you know, Sergio Aguero, I mean, he's undoubtedly uh, an amazing striker. He's, you know, he's, in my opinion, probably one of the greatest foreign exports into the Premier League in its history in the Premier League era. As a United fan, how much of a pain in the neck is it having Sergio Aguero playing for Man City? Well, I think ever since two. 2012 when he scored that goal. Which one then, was that? Just, just remind me again. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, he's talking. It's a joke. Um, no, I just he's he is a brilliant City player and. I was just that. looking at me like, stop talking. Well done, Pete, because you've got gritty teeth as you yeah, say. No, <laughs> no, for that. The thing is, you're gonna get players like this with big teams and teams that are are great. Like City is a a really good British English team. Um, I think Sergio Aguero fits City. I'm not sure if he would fit United, so I'm not. I'm not too um, annoyed at the fact that he's at City because I well, think yeah. he's a, he's a, he is. A and I get that. I mean, obviously, you need that big target man for your long balls. We understand Sergio will not play that well in that. Fight. I mean, I mean, look at look at Alex. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my best to wind Alex up because <laughs> I can doing, see it's working. I can see him. Job. He's absolutely fuming <laughs> over there. But um, just finally, guys, in your opinion, just a quick one on it. Final, finalize on that. Uh, is he the best ever foreign export into the Premier League, Sergio Aguero? Well. Best foreign. It's Thierry Henry. Uh, you can you can speak goal scoring records far yeah. far better. But. Of course, yeah. But I'm saying as a goal scorer, uh, Pim was just saying that she didn't f- think he would fit into United team. He would fit into anybody's team. He's a goal scorer. Yeah, he's done it. You know, he, he is a goal scorer. You put him in anybody's team. If you create chances, he'll score goals. Yeah, and um, he's a thoroughly nice guy from somebody who's been around him a little bit as Humble. well. He's a really nice guy. Right, so final section of the show coming up after the break, and it's Gary's favourite. It's the predictions. Uh, I think he's, mean, he's... counting the studio. <laughs> <laughs> he might, if he believes it's like UEFA, there's a bit of bias going on in the prediction counting. So uh, let's see how the guys are getting on after the break. Well, good evening again and welcome back to the Excess Manchester Football Social. Um, it is, as I said, Gary Owen's favourite part of the show on a Friday. He looks forward to this more than anything else. It's predictions. Now, before we go through everybody's predictions, we've got Alex in the studio, we've got Peen in the studio. Um, we've not got Mickey Thomas, but we've got a, a very able replacement in uh, in Joe. Good I'm evening, back. Joe. Yes, right. I'm back. I'm ready for it this time. Good. 
Right. Mickey T sent me his prediction. He's, no, uh, he's not he's here. He's the most unlikeliest looking Mickey T. Oh, <laughs> uh, Gaz is absolutely chomping at the bit to let us know what are the scores on you the mean, doors. You mean the counter? The only yeah. one in the whole Who's studio. able to count? Oh, he's yeah. getting it mouth again. Here we go. Joe, as again, last week I give you all the score lines, but you've lost them again. So let's go back to square one. It was 38, played 25 to the last week's results. Mickey came in with a massive 10 after Oof. Joe gave him a rerun on the Liverpool-Tottenham game to give him three points instead of none. Joe, are you going to defend yourself oh, with yeah, this? Yeah, listen, I got so it wrong. I read it out wrong on air, right? You I'm read not doing it, it out listen, and you're listen. doing it again this week. Yeah, yeah. And you don't tell me on the Friday, you tell me on the Monday. <laughs> I've got free two for every game this yeah, week. Okay. Well, it'll be a bit boring as the season so goes on if you're 50 points in front of him. last week with that debatable three points in <laughs> Liverpool. And I rolled in with a nice eight points. With steady, the, steady know, with eight. With Southampton steady drawing eight. on the Monday night. So the total is 46 me, Mickey T 35. We have advantage of 11 points. 11 <laughs> points. Uh, it's it. early in the season though, Gaz. So don't get too, don't get too ca- carried away. <laughs> <laughs> right. So let's get, let's, let's get into the predictions. I mean, obviously the Premier League is back. This weekend, um, starting with the twelve thirty kickoff. Um, Pina, we're going to ask you as well to get involved in this, so get your predictions down. But we're going to start with Gary Owen. The twelve thirty kickoff tomorrow is Fulham versus Watford at Craven Cottage. I'm going one one. Watford will uh, have a good. Start. Don't tell me Mickey's got one one, Joe. <laughs> nah, straight he's away, not, he's not. Good part to the stud. Good start of the season. Got done by United last uh, last week. Two um, one and Fulham. I've saw them last week. Look good. Yeah. I was just going to say the way yeah. they play football. You know the yeah, they style they play. They do try and play. But I think it'll end up a scoring draw, one-one. Okay. What has Mickey T for? One-nil to Fulham. Okay. One-nil to Fulham. There. I don't know why he's not giving me a reason. So Gary can give his reason. <laughs> give a reason why Mickey's yeah, gone one-nil. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Fulham look well, and I just think Watford. You know, they got found out last week, and I think Fulham will do the same to them. Okay, next up, Alex. What, what's your prediction? Come on, give us a prediction. Fulham uh, Watford draw, I think, 2-2. Two, 2-2 two. Two, two from Alex Peen. I think there'll be a few goals. I think 2-1 Fulham. 2-1 Fulham. Right, okay, everyone's gone for different scores, which is a great start. Okay, <laughs> first three o'clock, well, the three o'clock kickoff, uh, the first game we're going to go for is Burnley versus Bournemouth. And Mickey T. to go first. I'm going to go Burnley 2, Bournemouth 1. Burnley picking up the first points. First points of the oh, season. The season for Burnley on the weekend. Mickey will go mad when he is again. I'm going another one right on that fence. 1-1 one, one again. 1-1 one, one again. The draw specialist, you guys, are you? specialist. <laughs> Hang on a minute. It won't be boring if you get three points, will it? <laughs> Alex, um, B- Burnley obviously not had a great start no. to the season. You played them recently and, and comfortably at, won. Yeah, they were all right. And Bournemouth scored four against Leicester, so I'm going to go Bournemouth 2-1. Two, two, to Bournemouth. Right, OK. Pete. I agree with Gary. 1-1. One, one. There we go. Don't See agree that. with Gary. <laughs> girl knows her no score. one agrees with Gary. No one ever she agrees with Gary. <laughs> Next up, we have got the big one, Geo. Cardiff City versus... The Centurions, three o'clock kickoff. I have probably got the score line at one point because I've changed it three times. First of all, I said two on City. Yeah. I thought, no. And coming into here, I said four one. And as I'm sat here, I changed it again and it's three one. So oh, that's what Mickey T is. Mickey T has got the three one. Well, so see, the Lord I'm, works mysteriously. I'm going to change it for Mickey T and put two one okay. to Manchester City. Mickey will go mad. He'll say four one normally. I've got a feeling Alex might not be as positive, but Alex, what's your prediction, sir? Uh, City will probably get a last minute penalty after all the complaints and get a, a lucky draw. <laughs> one one from Alex. Peen. I'm quite optimistic. Are you, ta- are you taking this seriously or are you just the anti-City agenda? No, we need no, to know. No, I th- actually think it might be a goal fest for City. I wow. think, well, we I like think- Peen. 
Well, I think. <laughs> Only because I've got Aguero <laughs> up front in my fantasy Yeah, same here. Same here. So um, fantasy team. Um, no, I think it's going to be a goal fest. I think 3 0. 3 0 to the Blues. She sport. She obviously does. Sorry, Alex. Good breeding. Good breeding. <laughs> no, yeah, you need to predict it first. <laughs> Alex is face then. He, he was a friend before, but yeah. now he's now he's changed his tune. Uh, next up, uh, Mickey T to go first. We've got Crystal Palace versus Newcastle. Mm. Crystal Palace 2, Newcastle 0. 2 0. Gio, what are you going for? I want to go draw again, don't know about Oh, you're not going for a draw, <laughs> <laughs> Gaz. I'm going to go Crystal Palace. Great. They've got to one also. Gaz is like, be great on pools coupons, wouldn't he? What have you gone for? I've won the pools once. I don't know. What have we gone for? 2 1. 2 1. I've won the pools once. Yeah, yeah. 2 0 to Palace. Alex? Yeah, Palace will win that. Newcastle have bad. 3 3 1. Bad start to the season. The pressure might be on Rafa Benitez. Peen, what do you think? I think if Zaha plays, it'll be 2-1. See again, same score. What, what if he doesn't? That's a bit of a disclaimer there. Put it out there in case you get it wrong. I'm I see working, your tactics. I'm working on the he's playing as well, Zaha. When Zaha plays, they normally win. He is a player. Yeah, he's, yeah he's he is a player. Um, next up, Gio, you're to go first. It's Leicester City versus Huddersfield, who are, again, another team that are really struggling. 2-0 Leicester. 2-0 Leicester. 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 I'm joining the one-all fence and sticking it. Leicester won. Huddersfield one. Okay, yeah. Alex. Me and the uh, Leicester Vardy's mm. back, isn't he? After his ban, he played last week. Leicester will Leicester will win that one nil. Yeah, and uh, Peen Leicester got absolutely gubbed four nil by Bournemouth in the last game. What are you going for? I think one nil for Leicester. Okay, a sneaky. But little... I was not sure on this one. If really, Vardy plays, this it is really the next is bit. a complete guess. I'm like, so yeah. Okay, no 1 0 Leicester. Okay. Still letting into a secret, though, Pete. We're all guessing. <laughs> <laughs> really? Someone's better yeah. than others as well. Yeah, we are. We're all having a guess at it. <laughs> You're not on your own on that one. Uh, next up, uh, <laughs> the, well, every game they've won this season, Champions League and the league, unfortunately for all us oh. in the studio. But what's Mickey? T- I can't imagine Mickey T's gone for a Liverpool home win against Southampton, but you never know. For, he's gone for 4 0. He's Liverpool. taking it seriously now. Mickey's changed his tune. 4 0 Liverpool. 4 0 Liverpool, guys. What have you gone for? I don't know if it's a 3-1 or 2-1. Um, <laughs> can't change it now. You've had, about, you've had a week to come up with this. What do you mean I can't? You do yours on Wednesday what night. What do you mean I can't change it now? I, I can be teaching any time until I give the decision. It's an angry against you about this. He gets very, but very serious, isn't he? I can, I can change it any time until I make the decision. Um, what's he gone for? He's gone for 4-0. <laughs> I'm not Liverpool. going 4-0. I'm going to go 3-1, Liverpool. Okay, 3-1, Alex. Which I had written down by Alex, the way. come on. We can't have another Liverpool win predicted here. No, no chance. Good lad. Wheels are falling off Liverpool. This is where we agree. They were bad against Tottenham. and They were bad in midweek against a very terrible oh, Paris like side. Like so uh, Southampton will score one. He's one. now going to say 4-0 to one Liverpool. 1-0, 1-0 Southampton. Good lad. Away win, Peen. Oh, this is making me want to change my decision. <laughs> do it, two- do it. I said 2-0 to Liverpool. No, no, no. Why no. would you change that? <laughs> <laughs> you changed it. You just changed it a minute ago. You just I've got 3-1 or 2-1. I've got 3-1. I've not changed it. Look, 3-1. Is that right, 3-1 there? Not changed it? Yeah, Thank I can you. confirm. Right. The City one's been changed a hundred times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Next up, uh, Gaz, we're going to go with Brighton versus Tottenham. Tottenham 2-0. Tottenham have been struggling. Oh, really? Okay. So they're going to turn How things around. to get to? Uh, well, Tottenham for Mickey Tears put Tottenham one, Brighton nil. Okay, so both going for win. Tottenham wins to bounce back. Alex, uh, Brighton, Brighton one nil, Pochettino sack. Yes, Alex. Oh. Good man, oh. yeah. just throwing that in there. Even, even, I'll tell you what, Ian needs to do. You need to get this on a bit of a treble going on because if these three results <laughs> yeah. come in. 
Yeah. He's predicted <laughs> Liverpool yeah. City and Tottenham. Yeah, he'll win the pools as well then. Uh, more bad news about Tottenham Stadium, the, the, the extension of when it's going to be built is... Uh, and Gary, you've said before... It won't past, be done till the end of this Tottenham season. Tottenham will not be playing the new ground to the end of the season. It's what Gary's prediction. Season. Well, we'll Gaz, Gaz, Gaz told us this long, long time ago, didn't you, Gaz? Connections, that's Connections what it is, isn't it? It's all about what, who you know. They will not be in this season. No. Peen, Brighton, Tottenham. I'm on the fence again, 1-1. One, one. Oh, please. Oh, what, what did your dad say? What did your dad say? Right. No, but listen to a good show. And let's go next <laughs> up. The red side of Manchester at home Can't versus... Yeah. Very <laughs> exciting. Wolverhampton <laughs> Wanderers side. We're going to start with Mickey T, Joe. Right, Mickey's gone for United 2, Wolves 1. Home win for Mickey. Gaz? That's the score I went for. Oh, See, I'm not as bitter as him. I'm thinking the football two side. All. Come on then, go to uh, all. I've got to change. No, um, two all. You can't go two all. No, I'm not going to go two all. That's ridiculous. I'm going one all. One all. One all from Gary okay, Alex. Okay. Comfortable win for United? Yeah, Wolves are Wolves are decent, and I like them, and it'll be a great atmosphere. But Wolves will get one. United will get at least four. Oh, good big four, four, four big call four, on, four. four on United well, you Gary's won the put on a quadruple for that in fact I'll give you the odds <laughs> he spoke so much sense up to that point didn't he Gaz as well he, he was doing like so well fan of ten years ago <laughs> Peen 2-1 two, 2-1 one. Two, one United yeah right, I think okay. it'll be a really tough game yeah they will have decent we saw you know obviously they held us to a draw Gaz at, at Molyneux Again, another performance from City where you, you couldn't complain about our performance. It was more about the way Wolves pressed us. And... I know we changed all the side, but we taking away from it. We had enough players on to win it, uh, to have, have won it easily. But look, they gave us the hardest game last season. Yeah. And we ended up winning the cup. So they could have easily knocked us out. Absolutely. I remember Bravo penalty shootout, yeah. Penalty shootout. It was, uh, mm. it was a tough game. Then on to Sunday, we've got a London derby. Um, it's West Ham... Chelsea, who have not done Gary's too bad at the new stadium at home to Chelsea. Gio, your first up. 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Okay, so the first drop points first of the season for Chelsea. Uh, yeah, Mickey T's gone for 2-0 to Chelsea. Write okay. that down. Chelsea are the dark horses this season. No one's brought up yet. They've not lost a game. The 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 thing is, when, when Conte first took over the Chelsea team, when he was in his first season, they were the dark horses. They crept up and they won it. Everyone's focused on the City and Liverpool having this battle. I think, bit by bit, as the weeks go on, Chelsea just sliding at what you do. Pearls of wisdom <laughs> here from, from Joe. You look like you just bored Alex to, to death with that yeah. one. Did you tell me to write it down yeah, because you don't you... write them down? Is that, is that okay? <laughs> no, because I forgot to write the last one down, so I'm going to have to take a picture of your sheet. <laughs> Alex, um, what are you going for? Chelsea, West Ham, Chelsea, a draw. Draw. Yeah, yeah. I, I fancy like West Ham. To be honest, athletic side. I yeah, like and them. at home against Chelsea, they've got a de- in the new stadium. They've yeah, got yeah. a decent record. Uh, Peen. Yeah, one thirty kickoff Sunday. West Ham Chelsea. I've gone Chelsea to win two 0 Okay, How so they're going to continue the, the the great start to the season. Yep. And then the final game of the weekend. It's the Gooners Arsenal at home versus Everton. Mickey. Yes, it's going to be one 0 to Arsenal. Well, nil to the Arsenal. <laughs> what do you reckon, guys? Three one. Three one geese. Three one geese. <laughs> Three one geese. In your best oh. Cockney, oh, ill eating voice here, Alex. Yeah, what is your prediction? Sound. Well, I don't think I want to go for that Arsenal scouts? at all. I'm going for Everton. Oh, he's got a good lad. I'm going to win two one. Oh, hey, lads, I'm about to Good lad. Two one to Everton. All right. All right, kids. You put a racket on all your results. It come in like mad odds. You'll never see me again. You should listen to the podcast. You should listen to the podcast of this, which is available. Obviously, you can get it out there. 
and back yourself with all these results, unless you've got them written down already. Have you got them? God no, I didn't think so. It was all, all uh, off, off the cuff, wasn't I'm gonna, it? I want to go through with him after, and then well, on Monday when it comes in, we're really going to laugh our uh, socks off, yeah. or we'll be saying, what a great predictor that guy is. What a guy that guy is. If he comes in, I'll buy you a boat. <laughs> Mickey Thomas will be phoning you up if any of these come in. <laughs> Peen, at the final prediction of this week, what are we going for? Arsenal to win 2-1. Yeah. Arsenal 2-1 yep. against Everton. So it's only you. You're against the grain, yeah, Mr yeah. Boardman there. You're the only one Arsenal going for Everton. Useless. Arsenal are terrible. Everton are bad, but Arsenal are worse. Oh, I love it. You see, you see, you've you perked up again now. Good word for any <laughs> no. side apart from one. Yeah. yeah, He's had one good game. But that's how it should be. Oh, that's right, what okay, it's all right. about. You're going to back your club, Gaz. Listen, it's been absolutely great. Thank you for joining me tonight. Alex, have a great weekend. Thank you. Mickey T, a.k.a. Thank Joe you. McGrath, have a great weekend. Gio, we'll see you next week. I'm going down the comedy club. But I think he's working, so I might sack it. <laughs> <laughs> and Peen, it's been great seeing you. Great meeting you. Thanks. Best regards to your dad. Uh, the swearing in, in the breaks has been cut to a minimum with you being around as well, which has been lovely. So, uh, listen, that's it for this week's Excess Manchester Football Social. Hope you have a great weekend. And coming up after the break, we've got Jim. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.